Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. understand I chose to, to stay in my country because I'm French. And I've got a problem with soccer to be fair. Football. What I can guarantee to you is that they want to keep everything secret. How's the champions, friends? Thank you so much for joining us today. The Champions League quarterfinals are completely set. Let me just ring them off for you right now. Real Madrid against Chelsea, Inter against Benfica, Manchester City against Bayern, Milan against Napoli. And wow, wow, wow. As we record this, the draw for the Europa League quarterfinals is about to take place. So we'll keep you in the loop as to what's happening there. I have the whole House of Champions gang. They're going to be joining us in and out as we go along here. We've already had James Benj and Jonathan Johnson join us. Make sure you go check them out on the social media platforms and also the CBS Sports website. They'll be offering and their thoughts, as is Michael Hood, Nigel Rio Coker. And guess what? Here he is. Golf clap for Fabrizio Romano. Thank you. Thank Royalty you. Way. Royalty Welcome, way. Fab. Welcome, Fabrizio. Fab. Thank you. Fabrizio, I have already heard from the boys. The draw is set. The bracket is also set. What is your overall thoughts on the Champions League quarterfinal draw? As an Italian guy, it's unbelievable, honestly. It's really unbelievable to see three Italian clubs on the same side of this Champions League quarterfinals and, and semifinals. Uh, I'm sure this Milan-Napoli game will be incredible, with an incredible atmosphere at San Siro, because, of course, we know how Napoli are performing at super level, but Champions League with Milan, we know how big is the link, is historical, and so I'm sure Milan will do something uh, important against Napoli. It's not going to be an easy one for Napoli, but we know how good they are, how good are Ozyman, Varashkelia. So, fantastic moment for Italian football. I'm also curious to see Inter with Benfica because it was tough with Porto and Benfica are way better, in my opinion. So, it's going to be a really difficult one for Inter, but at least it's open. And so, to see three Italian clubs there uh, with Inter playing Benfica and then Milan-Napoli is, is something special. Then, I think we have to mention this incredible Manchester City-Bayern game. Incredible for Joao Cancelo, as you mentioned before. Incredible for Pep Guardiola. 
Guardiola, of course, is going to be a super game, a really super, super game. I would say a final uh, in the quarterfinals because probably this was the expected final of this Champions League. And now we will see Man City and Bayern uh, facing in the quarterfinals. And then Real Madrid, Chelsea, I'm curious too because Real Madrid are always in control when it's Champions League. But Chelsea are a strange team this season. And we know they won the Champions League when things were, were strange with Di Matteo, with Thomas Tuchel, changing the manager during the season. So a really strange season. And so I'm sure it's going to be super exciting Champions League as always. Fab, ciao, welcome. <clears throat> After kind of a, a barren spell in the UEFA Champions League, what would you attribute the renaissance that we've seen this season of Italian clubs and Italian football in this competition? Yes, I think we have to give massive credits to Napoli uh, because I think what they are doing is really special. Uh, they were perfect on the market, as we always mentioned, with Kim, with Varshkelia and many other signings, but also kind of football they play, the energy. This is a modern team. This is a European team. For Inter and Milan, is a bit different. This is the feeling. They play different kind of football. They are still uh, they are still a step behind in the process, I would say, compared to Napoli because they need maybe some more player in the next one, two years to be at that level, but at least they are there. So this is a positive news. Uh, and uh, my expectation is for Napoli, honestly, to go through because they have a fantastic team. But for Inter and Milan, the good news is to be there. The good news is to build on a difficult financial situation because they were really rebuilding the squad, especially Milan, by signing players. Uh, I always love to mention what they did, for example, for the defense. I think the real point for Milan is the defense. Malik Chao, 6 million euros. Pierre Calulu, free agent. Ficayo Tomori, 29 million euros. Mike Mignan, 15 million euros. So 50 million euros for five players. And this is something really special, what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, Inter have some experienced players, but I think Napoli are the big statement for Italian football in this moment. And this is why I see them as favorites of this side of the, of the draw. Everybody out there, you're watching House of Champions. It's Ian Joy alongside my co-host, Michael Hood, Nigel Rio Coca, and we have the main man, Fabrizio Romano, in the house. We have a comment coming in from Tiny Kerbetswe. He's asking about Lukaku. Let's talk about Lukaku, Fabrizio. What is the latest on his situation, and what does the future look like for Lukaku? Yes, I saw many reports after Intercio Marotta, head of the Porto game, he said Lukaku will go back to Chelsea. Uh, I think what he wanted to say is the reality. So this is a strike loan. There is no buy option. So officially Romelu Lukaku at the end of the season will go back to Chelsea. But Inter knows so well that they will have conversations with Chelsea to keep Romelu Lukaku. They will speak about the potential loan also for the next season. It also depends on the coach. As I already mentioned here, it depends on the coach because he's not sure yet that Simone Inzaghi is going to be the coach for next season. He's still under contract but it's something that has to be decided at the end of the season uh, also it depends on Chelsea how much they want for Romelu Lukaku because it's, just, it's not just about the huge salary but also about the loan fee for example last summer to sign Romelu Lukaku it took around 9 million euros loan fee to, to Inter so there are many points but what Inter mean when they say Romelu Lukaku will go back is that it's a normal loan there is no buy option and then they will discuss at the end of the season what I can mention is that from what I understand Chelsea are not planning with Romelu Lukaku for next season so I see him oh. leaving the club in any case. And I think that Romero Lukaku really wants to stay at Inter. So he will push to stay at the Inter in good conditions. So this is the expectation. Fabrizio, now I'm a big Napoli fan this season in what <laughs> I've seen football-wise. My question is this. With the amazing season that they have, if they win Serie A and obviously do well and get to the final in the Champions League, what's the chances of Napoli selling two of the most after players at their club in Qualascalia and Osimhen? Will that happen if they lose both or would you say they lose one? 
I think they will try to, to keep at least one. Uh, it's not going to be easy, honestly, because when you have this kind of players with this kind of salary, because the point is the salary also. It's not just about the value of the player, but they don't have crazy salaries. And we know how top European clubs, maybe from Premier League or La Liga, they can offer crazy salaries to these players. So this is why it's not easy at all. But at the moment, Napoli are, I think, have been really perfect in the strategy because not just of the signings, but how they are isolating the squad. In this moment, it's impossible to negotiate with Napoli for any club, for any agent. They are not negotiating. They don't want to open talks with any club. So I, uh, I think that it's going to be something really slow for Oziman and Kvaraskalia talks. It's going to be something for the summer, June, July, not March, not April, not May. This is the idea of Napoli. And it's also important to mention that the feeling now is that for Oziman, there are many clubs already looking for a center striker. For example, Man United, Chelsea and many others around Europe are looking for that kind of player. And so I think it's going to be really difficult to keep the player. For Kvaraskalia, he's super appreciated around Europe, but many clubs already have that kind of player in their roster, in their team. For example, Chelsea invested on Mihailo Mudrik. Uh, for example, Arsenal have Gabriel Martinelli extending the contract. For example, Real Madrid have Vinicius Jr. So it's not easy probably to invest that money when you already have a player in that place. This is why I think Ozyman is the most dangerous situation for Napoli. Uh, Fab, a question from the chat, and I love the talk about Italian football. We'll keep it on that. Question from the chat from Mir Safayet. She said... Uh, the future of Rafa Leal. Can you give us some updates on that? Paraphrasing for Mir Safayet there. Yes, I know that they are worried, uh, and this is normal because uh, Milan and Leal side, both sides, uh, already in November, in December, they were expecting to, they were, they were prepared to sign a new deal, and then this new deal is never signed. This is the point. Every single time we hear uh, Leal wants to stay, Milan wants to extend the contract, but there is still no full agreement. Milan are waiting for Leal because Milan have made their proposal. It's a really important proposal for Italian football because it's more than 7 million euros salary per season net. And this is a really important salary, I would say, for uh, for Italian football at least. And so they're waiting for Leal to answer. Uh, they are still in negotiation. They hope to have a final answer before the Champions League quarterfinals. So April is the month where they hope to get things done. But again, it depends on the player. Milan did their best. Milan did a fantastic proposal. And so they're waiting for uh, Rafa Leal. Let me remind that his contract is expiring in June 24. And so if they can find an agreement with Leal before the summer, I think we have to keep an eye on the player in the summer transfer window. You're watching House of Champions, everybody. Please make sure you like, subscribe, comment. If you've got a question for Fabrizio, please drop it in the, the comments as soon as possible before we get to this Europa League draw. Uh, Fabrizio, I want to ask about Manchester United, but before I do, there was news breaking from Crystal Palace this morning. Patrick Vieira has been relieved of his duties or stepped away from uh, the position. What next for Crystal Palace? And I guess I should ask you, what next for Patrick Vieira? Because he has been around. He's spent some time in Major League Soccer. He spent some time in France. He's now spent some time in the Premier League. He certainly is a household name for a lot of clubs out there who I would imagine would want to have a great person like Patrick Vieira in charge of their football club. So what does the future look like on both ends for Palace and for Patrick? Yes, for Palace, it's now time to, to decide. This afternoon, they will meet, uh, told internally, to um, discuss about potential options, to meet with managers and decide as soon as possible who is the right man to become the new, the new coach. So there will be the meeting today afternoon. It's going to be important to understand how Palace will, will proceed if they want an experienced manager or if they want to keep going with that kind of manager, young manager with fresh ideas. So they will decide uh, probably in the next 24, 48 hours. And it's also important to mention that... Uh, 
Patrick Vieira is really appreciated into the industry. I'm, I'm with you 100%. He's really appreciated by directors, by players. Uh, he's really appreciated because he's always been respectful with the players. The players love him. Uh, this is something really important. And this is why it was not easy for Crystal Palace to decide like that. Also, the statement today was, we didn't want to proceed with that kind of decision, but uh, because of the results, we needed something different. But I'm sure that Patrick Vieira will be back very soon, probably in the summer, because in France, he's appreciated. In England, he has obviously a very big reputation. Also in Italy, uh, where he played, of course, with uh, Inter, uh, Milan and Juventus. I'm sure that Patrick Vieira has many, many clubs appreciating him. And so I think in the summer, it will be time for him to... Did you say enter there, Fabrizio? Did you say <laughs> enter right there? Yeah, so of course, of course. <laughs> Ooh, Inzaghi. No, 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 but I, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think they are looking for that kind of coach, honestly, but never say never. Not yet, not yet, Fabrizio, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit salty, Fab, that... Palace sacked Patrick Vera on St. Paddy's Day, and that quote coming from our producer Des Norris up the Irish and up the Paddies everywhere. Moving further north in the Premier League, Manchester United, Fab, every time you're on the show, I have to ask you what is the latest with the ownership or the takeover deal? Please tell me it's happening. Yeah, this is a crucial hour, eh? because yesterday the Qatari delegation was in Manchester, not with Sheikh Altani, but his delegation in Manchester to uh, talk to Manchester United and to discuss about this uh, potential takeover. Same today for the Ineos group with Sir Jim Ratcliffe in person at Old Trafford and Carrington in the afternoon to open talks and discuss about this uh, this big movement for Manchester United. Uh, it's important to mention that the Glazers want around six to seven billion pounds to sell Manchester United. So the negotiation is still at early stages, but the meetings are taking place. What I can say is that on Qatari side, they are really confident. They feel that their bid is the best one. They feel that they can make it also investing a lot on the facilities, training ground, the stadium, and of course, the team. They want to trust the academy. So they are preparing something really big and they feel that they are favorites to buy Manchester United. But Sir Jim Ratcliffe is now in Manchester. So he's still 100% into the race. He wants to do something important for the club too. So I think it's pretty clear that now uh, this is the race. Ineos group, Qatari group, and it will be decided in the next weeks, months. But I think the positive news for Manchester United is that things are happening now. So ahead of the summer transfer window, it could help the club to have a clear strategy in the summer, a new owner ahead of the summer. And so to complete the squad, they already did a very good job, I think, with Eritanag in the last eight, nine months. But next summer is going to be crucial. The, the manager and people close to him feel that next summer is a crucial one for United to add maybe two, three more players in the correct positions and bring Manchester United to the top of Premier League. Fab, just to on the Manchester United theme then, what would you say from your knowledge is the one position that Manchester United would desperately want this summer? What's the number one target for Manchester United player-wise? Center, traditional center striker. This is what they want. This is something they already wanted last summer. Then they decided to wait because that kind of player was not available in the summer. So they decided to sign Fagors on a loan deal in January. But the expectation is for Man United to go for that kind of player, traditional number nine, in the summer. So to play with Rashford on the left, with Anthony or any other player like Sancho, Garnacho and the others they have on the other side and then a center striker, a traditional number nine. I expect them also to explore the midfielders market because it's something that they wanted to do also last summer and they signed Casemiro but I think they can add one more player in that position. And then I think the real priority has to be Marcus Rashford contract. He's out of contract in summer 24, one year left on his contract. They can't wait too much because he's literally on fire. All the top clubs are watching the situation. And so May United have to be fast. And I think this is going to be a crucial one in the next months. 
We've got a question, Fab, from one of our loyal listeners, Rafa Cardenas. He says, Fabrizio, what's going to happen with Cancelo at the end of the season? Any chance mm-hmm. of Bayern Munich spending big money on him? That's a great question there because normally Bayern Munich, as we all know, they don't spend a ton of money on players. They do have a very strong roster as it is right now. But this is an intriguing situation because Cancelo's been good for them and is a good addition. But what about his future? Where does it lie? Honestly, it's just opinion because at the moment decision has not been made on Bayern side and also on Cancelo side. They just want to enjoy these months. Now with this Man City-Bayern game is going to be special for the player and then they will decide at the end of the season. But from what I feel, speaking to some sources, I don't see Bayern triggering the 70 million euros by option for Joao Cancelo. I think he will go back to Manchester City. And Bayern have to decide if they want to negotiate for a lower fee, maybe 30, 35, 40 million euros. Or if they will say, okay, it's fine, we have our players and they will go with different fullbacks. And in that case, keep an eye on La Liga clubs for Joao Cancelo because he was already discussed with Real Madrid in January, but they decided to stay with the same squad, not to sign any player in the January transfer window. And then we know the connection between Juan Laporta, Barcelona president, and Jorge Mendes, the agent of Joao Cancelo. Special relationship. There was a meeting in Porto a few days ago to discuss also about Joao Cancelo. In January, it was not possible because of the financial fair play. But if Cancelo goes back to Man City, it's one to watch for Barcelona too. Fab, very quickly, one of the teams I'm very high on is Benfica. All of us are. What's the latest with Gonzalo Ramos? Because this guy has been a star in the Champions League and a rising star for Portugal. Top player, I agree with you. And this is why Benfica are very happy with the release clause they included into the contract. Because one year ago, it was like a crazy close. The value was the player was around 35, 40 millions. But now the release clause, which is the same one of Enzo Fernandez. So 120 million euros in one solution. At the moment, Benfica have no intention to negotiate with any club. They say there is a close. And so if some club wants Gonzalo Ramos, they have to come here, convince the player and play the close. This is the position of Benfica. Let's see if it will change in the summer. But this is what they state in this moment. I can tell you that last summer, Newcastle approached the player. Also, Paris Saint-Germain were thinking of him before bringing in Ekitike. But at the moment, uh, I would say he's one to watch for Premier League clubs too. Because there are many Premier League clubs keeping an eye on him. For example, Manchester United scouts have been uh, following this player for a really long time time and there are also other clubs around Europe monitoring him but again Benfica are very happy with the contract situation until um, sorry with the release clause of 120 million euros so it's going to be complicated to sign Gonzalo Ramos I think all right golf clap from the House of Champions boys for Fabrizio Romano for joining us this morning bring (laughs) in the fire as always Fabrizio we appreciate you make sure everybody out there go follow Fabrizio on all of his social media platforms the guy never stops working I thought I worked hard Nigel certainly doesn't work hard but Fabrizio (laughs) you're working harder than Nigel was working under the pitch I remember very well thank you thank you thank you so what you're saying now is he's enjoying retirement right now in the perfect way thanks Fabrizio Uh, appreciate you Fabrizio we're going to let you go everybody else stick around we've got more to come plus the Europa League draw we're going to be watching along and the House of Champions boys will be right back stay with us Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. 
Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Well, don't miss a second of the action from the greatest club competition on earth. That is, of course, the Champions League. Follow the biggest stars from the world of soccer like Sadio Mane, Karim Benzema, Victor Osman, and Erling Haaland as they try to clinch the most prestigious prize in the game. Stream every single match from the Champions League and Europa League live on Paramount Plus and try one month for free using the promo code ADVANCE. Welcome back to the House of Champions. Ian Joy, alongside my co-host Michael Hood and Nigel Rio-Coker. Uh, that was pretty interesting, Mike, from uh, Fabrizio. There are a lot to talk about there. I'm intrigued about the Napoli situation because he talked about Kvara quite interestingly that you know there has to be demand real quickly from him um, around the world. But I find it difficult to think that uh, all the top teams wouldn't want to sign him. <laughs> uh, this is a Napoli side that... We've heard a lot about Spalletti really wanting to keep this team together. It was unfinished business. There's still a trophy left on the table. Syria, they have one hand on it, given what they've done so far. They have a great chance to win the UEFA Champions League, especially with this favorable tie. I could see potentially him staying. But as we know, when clubs want a player of the caliber of Cavada, they will go after him. Nigel, you have said Real Madrid. We have said any club in the world would take him. He would fit in just about anywhere. I think most likely he ends up leaving, but that's a summer transfer window for you. He's a difference maker, Ian. He's a difference maker. Yeah. I understand yes. there's some players there, but in the modern game of football, you need a squad. You need depth. For me, I could still see all top clubs. Maybe they might not be putting it out there in the public domain, but mm -hmm. there's definite conversations about him. He is a big difference maker, and it's either you go now while you can get him for cheap, or you can, if you wait and delay, you're going to have to pay two times, three times the money. But there, I can see all the clubs taking him. I'm sorry. I, yeah. I, I can see that. After that goal at the weekend, I'd have dropped a cool 150 on him <laughs> easily. I'd have been well, you tying him up there. That's what I'm saying. You're telling Todd me like Foley like, licking his lips. Yeah, I was, I was going to say. Like, you can't Foley see Chelsea. <laughs> you're telling me you can't work at Manchester United. We have He'll too go many Man United and be a starter. He'll be a oh, starter absolutely. at Manchester United because he's a difference maker. But, but you look at... Question for you, though. Marcus Rashford having success on that left-hand side. Do you move him? It's still for Manchester. You need a I squad. say no. Man United don't no. have a squad. They don't have I, a squad. I have the perfect place for him. I have the perfect place for him. I'm going to interrupt you both. Um, mm. Manchester City. I'm just going to throw it out there Ooh. right now. Manchester City. Move Grealish. You put my, put him in there on that left-hand side, in my personal opinion. Foden, obviously, can play on both sides, so there's no problem there. Um, and I would then say that Mares days would probably be done at Manchester City. We got a great comment right quickly here from Vic. He says, Dr. Nigel is also a millionaire, so enjoy oh. your retirement, bro. Speaking of millionaires, let's invite back into the House of Champions, James Bench Golf Club for James Bench. 
everybody. There anyone, he is. Anyone that owns property in London is a millionaire, I believe. <laughs> I, I, I had to get back in. I've been chomping at the bit because I've just heard some utter nonsense from Mike. Oh, boy. Here we go. Taken to death. Here get after him. Get after him. Here we go. Sure. Idea that Marcus right. Rashford, great form that he's in, would keep Kvitsha Kvalitskelia out of a Man United team. I mean, you should be so lucky, I have to say. <laughs> it's not so, I mean, of course, like, both of them start. Have you seen the rest of that Man United front line? Do you, do you think he might get in over Veghorst, the, um, the the cart mule that is Manchester United's number 10, or um, Anthony? I mean, what you could do is you could always try and graft Kavicha Kvaratskhelia's right foot onto Anthony's left. Because, I mean, whatever Anthony's doing with his right foot at the moment, I don't think to get any of them. <laughs> Ah, Bench. Good to be back, Mike. Oh, I know, I know. You're you're taking me to the woodshed in the chat, but you're not going to take me in the woodshed on the pod. That's where it ends here. Marcus Rashford, majority of his goals coming from the left-hand side. This is a player who's playing the football of his career on that side. I'm not saying that Cavada couldn't forget. It's going to stop quite soon. (laughs) I hope it does not stop. I hope it keeps coming, and I hope it comes at the Emirates and all over London clubs next season and for the rest of this season. I just think that would be – it would have longer-lasting effects than just bringing in a quality player like Cavada. You are now restructuring everything. We saw what happened when Rashford did not start on the left-hand side, someone else playing there. Was it Cavada? No. Bruno playing there. Changes the whole outlook of Manchester United, and Rashford not as effective. Michael, when he went back there, he's more effective. Michael, this is what I just have to say. Quada. Mm-hmm is a difference maker. Rashford is on form right now. There's a big difference between having a difference maker in your team, a match winner, than a player that's having fantastic form. Yes, but Nigel, he's proven in the Premier League. Well, I guess that would be the question. Eesh. Fans out there. He's no, but I'm not, I'm not saying that he has to go. I'm not saying he has to go to Manchester United. I personally, like I said, I think that all and the top clubs in Europe... Yeah, good point, James. All the top clubs in Europe would take him. He's a difference maker. <laughs> The way he plays the football, forget being able to beat a player, get crosses in. That is just his basic bread and butter that he can do with ease. But he's a difference maker that can be a match winner and playing with other better caliber players. I'm not saying that Napoli is is not top club players, but imagine him in a Real Madrid playing for Real Madrid. Because right now you can say Valverde's form has dipped tremendously from what Valverde was doing at the start of the season to where he's at now. Uh, Nigel, before we let you go, we found Michael Hood's burner account. It is apparently called Ed. It says, what a downgrade from Fab. Oh, hi, James. Smiley face. <laughs> smiley face. <laughs> Michael Hood. Michael hold Hood. On, hold on. Let me press. So, sorry, James. I, I My thumb <laughs> slipped on my phone. My bad. <laughs> uh, we're getting set for the Europa League draw. It's about to take place. James Bench apparently sees it faster than everybody else around the world. So, James, as soon as the draw takes yeah. place, please let us know. Who they've all got. My, my special channels it. into neon. <laughs> <laughs> Nigel, before we let you go, uh, just a quick update from you. Uh, obviously, the Champions League has taken place. Uh, the draw has been awesome here. What are you looking to see uh, maybe in this Europa League draw before we let you get out of here? I'm honestly, I'm just going to go off just what watching that sporting performance versus Arsenal. Like, sporting have got me very excited. I mean, that again, it's just when you see teams with that kind of style of football, the approach, the mentality, the quality level, it's great to watch. And I'll be interested to see how they do. I would love to see, honestly, Manchester United sporting. I think then we could see how far Man United really have come. I think that would be a great tie. For the storytelling tie, it would be Manchester United Roma, Jose Mourinho returning. 
Um, and for me, that's what I'm kind of looking at. I don't see, I don't agree with my mate, Jonathan, who thinks Sevilla, Sevilla could be the, the dark horse to win it again because it's not the same Sevilla side. I no way there. But I think that the best footballing side that I have seen would be sporting left in, in this competition. Before we go, we haven't even mentioned the Conference League, which is disgraceful on our behalf. And I'm sure you didn't lose to it, Nigel. And I mean, but West Ham, like, probably the favourites to win that, aren't they? Mm. They are the favourites to win that. They are, but I don't think that they would want to go far in that competition with their mm. Premier League domestic form being absolutely horrendous. I think the West Ham fans would rather stay in the Premier League than win this Conference League. Uh, Such a nice trophy, though. Yeah. It is a nice trophy, actually. <laughs> it is. All right, the drives are about to say be so West Ham to win the Conference League and get relegated. Yeah, that's <laughs> the most West Ham thing I can think of. It, it is the most West Ham thing to happen. That would be the that's most brilliant. West Ham thing to traditionally happen. Nigel, thank you, mate. We're going to let you go because I know you're very busy. I appreciate you getting up very early this morning. I know you're up anyway with the kids, but we appreciate yeah. you joining us. Uh, the draw has just begun. James Bench, keep us afloat on anything who gets drawn. Nigel, enjoy yourself, mate. Cheers, guys. See you later, mate. Yeah. See you, Nigel. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Let's talk. Let's talk about Nigel. Now he's gone. No, I'm only joking. Let's get into it. <laughs> All right, James. So Manchester, Manchester United, United drawn on the hat first. I like it. United. Who do no, they want to avoid United. here, Mike? Who do they want to avoid? Uh, I mean, Juventus and Roma, two Italian clubs. United, they want to play counterattacking. Both these clubs can absorb and counterpress you and hit you on the counter again. I think Juventus is the big one. Well, I tell you what, this is a tie rich in football heritage. To quote that man, Jose Mourinho, it is Manchester oh. United against Sevilla. Yeah. Ooh. Football heritage. That is what that is. <laughs> I mean, that is a great draw if you're Man United. Yes. Thoughts about that, Mike? <laughs> Except for... 
Yeah, there's. I'm taking it back to a couple of years in this competition where United, I think under Ole, they were favorites to go and win it. And Sevilla surprised everyone, knocking United out of the tie. If United apply themselves like they did against Betis, this is a very vulnerable Sevilla side. Sampali has come in and done a bit of wonders in this competition, kind of helped stop the bleeding that was happening at the start of the season. But United, the form they're in, in this competition in particular, unbeaten in their last, what, seven, eight matches, I see United as the favorites. Juventus against Sporting. Now, that is a... That's that's actually a tricky one. That is a good tie. I I make Sporting the slight favorites there. I thought they were... Mm. Except, I, I, mean, well, I mean, you've, everyone, you've impressed me though, James. I thought they, yeah, were, they yeah. did well to get past Freiburg. They did well. I mean, Sporting did quite have done quite well to beat both teams from North <laughs> London. <laughs> nah, you know? nah, that was an easy one that last time. <laughs> well, I think they're really going to miss um, Agate. That would be a massive loss. Yeah, he, he was quality. Really, you know, was God knows. James, real quickly him. before the tie does come through, the next one. Uh, how about the goalkeeper from Sporting? My oh my, Ooh, was he? Adan. Oh my gosh. Huh? Wow, that was impressive. That, what was it like in person? Phenomenal. Um, it was it's hard, like <gasps> there were gasps. Those two late saves from Gabriel oh. were remarkable. Um, incredible, proper, proper mm. top performance defensively from that team. I don't, I mean, like, like briefly, I would say, I don't think Ar- Arsenal won't mind going out. It's just a matter of how they went out with half their defense banjaxed and um, mm. 120 minutes played by the likes of Martinelli. Not a great way to exit. Leverkusen against Union San Gilwaz. Uh, that is oh, that brilliant called, for, called that for, one. for Xabi Alonso, I have to say. As good as... The, and that means final Roma. I will say this though, James. I am worried about that one because uh, mm-hmm. Union San Gilwaz just knocked out Union Berlin who mm-hmm. are flying high in the Bundesliga. Leverkusen are very patchy right now in the Bundesliga. I've been super impressed with uh, San Gilwaz with the way that they've been performing. That striker with a bald head, I forget his name. My, mm-hmm. oh my, he loves a goal there. Mike, what's your thoughts on that one, Leverkusen, Union? I think this could be an absolute shootout given what we saw in the last round. We know Leverkusen, they don't quite have the most watertight back line. I know it didn't really show in their last matchup, but they've leaked tons of goals this season. But Leverkusen's slight favorites, if they show up with the right mentality, I still think it's going to be entertaining, though. I think there's goals to be had in this. I mean, the James. talent that Leverkusen have it is probably yeah. ahead of, of Union Berlin, isn't it? And, and, I get, and you yeah. know better than me, Ian, but I guess that, like, had Leverkusen kind of just said, well, you know, nothing's going to happen out of this Bundesliga season. So all our eggs are in the Europa League basket. I wonder, is it is it just that? And oh, oh, we're getting the semi-final draws. And we've got Juventus or Sporting against... Oh, don't say. Drumroll. Sorry, this is United, really right? bad, isn't it? This is dead yeah. air. I hate that. No, I like um, it. I like the delay. It's actually United, United. Oh, I knew it. I knew Juventus, it. So, which I guess means potentially Juventus, Man United, semi-finals, 1999 all over again. Oh, you love to see it. Bring it on. I mean, except, you know, Man United has a good team in 1999. And then, uh, you know, here we go. Uh, Mike, thoughts on that? You know, I it sets me up. I, I'm glad that... United don't have Juve in the quarterfinals. Eventually, you got to play a team like Juventus. I want Mourinho in the final. I said it before when we're talking about hypotheticals. I want Jose in that final for that storybook matchup. That is going to be a tough one, but you got to get through your quarterfinal matchup first to earn the right to play a team like Juve. Di Maria, that is the other storyline 
if United face Juve, it'll be the Di Maria revenge game. Di Maria already took his revenge out on Manchester United when he was at PSG. I hope it doesn't happen again. Just real quickly, go ahead. The, the Mourinho, uh, the Mourinho Man United reunion is is written in the stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, although, well, actually, I kind of look at Roma and I think they might be the favourites to make the the final. I don't know. Of, I mean, I don't think they'd be the favourites in the final. I mean, this is the joy of the Europa <laughs> League, almost more than the um, Champions League. The balance is there, and it's never, never quite goes to script. I think this yeah. Champions League in particular is really sort of the best teams have won, and there's yeah. no problem with that. But the, the Europa League has this habit of doing quite mad yeah. stuff to you. Um, and I mean, Feyenoord are our proper banana skin team, I would think. Mm. You know, someone like Orkin Kocu, phenomenal in that midfield and um, so watched their game yesterday uh, james final game yeah. yesterday and and they were 1-1 coming out of the first leg and to score seven on Shakhtar yesterday mm. was incredibly mm. impressive wow. for me they're oh, they're definitely a team you've got to be worried about if you are roma i mean roma fans will definitely be licking their lips thinking we've got a good draw here and obviously potential fans craziness there as well when you've got fire and roma fans going at it i actually like this draw this is this is mm. four great matchups here man united sevilla as, as you mentioned there, James. Great history. Obviously, two historic clubs, two traditional clubs that really get after it. United in good form, so if you're not in good form, which obviously poses a concern as far as I'm concerned. And then you have Juventus against Sporting, which is um, a tasty fare. I mean, Juve right now are not the Juve that we all know and used to really love, enjoy watching play football. It's a different Juve now. Frustrated players, obviously issues off the field. Um, we don't know what's going to happen with them domestically with the 15-point deduction. So they might need to knock out Sport in Lisbon to have any chance of playing in European competition next year. So who got the best of the draw here, James? Who got the best and who got the worst? <sighs> oh, you, you know I'm like, I have my soft spot for a certain German team. And a certain yeah. young playmaker in that German team. <laughs> um, and I know they're called Neverkusen for a reason. That um, I do look at a Leverkusen team that I think are improving, that Florian Wirtz is going to take that next step onwards, um, that the defence, as Mike rightly noticed, is not great, but the attack can make up from a multitude of sins. I think they'll be the happiest because they're probably the only team that that are strong, well, maybe United as well, they're strong favourites in their, in their quarterfinal draw. So I, I think this is good for Leverkusen um, and they can see some good teams knocking each other out. So they're the ones who've gone up their most, my most, the most in my expect, estimation. I still think Man United are going to win this. My sneaking little winding Mike Lahoud and Ian Joy up <laughs> point is they may well find, I mean, they'll probably still finish top four. But it's not beyond what? the realms of possibility that they might actually need to win this to get I into agree. the Champions mm-hmm. League. Um, but yeah, I think a, a good draw for Leverkusen, but Man United are still are still favourites. Yeah, I, I agree with you, James. I think those two names you named, they will be breathing a sigh of relief that they didn't get the two Italian sides in the quarterfinals. But when you get to the semifinals, if both Roma and Juve get in, Italian teams just have that savviness when it comes to cup competition in a semifinal that they frustrate you. They can play in different ways. It'll be a set piece. It'll be an own goal. It'll be some, they don't care how they get the goal one nil 
will do them just fine. And I, I kind of worry about that as a United fan. And I think a Leverkusen side, they want it to be a shootout. They want it to be open. You've seen what they've done, their track record in this competition this year. When it's a close game, when it's nitty gritty, I think they struggle in that. Yeah, no doubt about it. Okay, just a quick reminder of the Europa League. Manchester United, Sofia, Juventus, Sporting, Lisbon, Bayer, Leverkusen, Union, St. Gilwa. Then you have Feyenoord against Roma. But earlier today, it was the Champions League draw. Just want to remind everybody out there. And let's just have a quick discussion before we let you boys both go here. It is Real Madrid against Chelsea, Inter against Benfica, Manchester City against Bayern Munich, and AC Milan against Napoli. Milan-Napoli would face then Benfica and Inter in the bracket. Mm. City and Bayern would face either Real Madrid or Chelsea. So, James, your overall thoughts before we get out of here. I mean, this is a great draw. A lot to look forward to from both competitions. I hate talking about things like destiny, fate, luck, all those things, because I think it's nonsense most of the time. I think it kind of leads to these really lazy, it's very easy to sort of look and go, oh, you know, this was always meant to be this way. Um, And that means we don't talk about things sensibly. Having said all of that, don't you just look at that and think, there is something like written in the stars about this Napoli team that everything has broken their way, that they've done so mm-hmm. magnificently winning, pretty much winning Serie A already. It'll be done and dusted by the international break, but it's such a, it's a good enough league that they'll be, they'll get their competitive minutes. Um, and given how, what happened when this season took that, that break and, um, you know, Argentina won the world cup for Diego Maradona. Mm-hmm. it does feel right. like there is almost something written about this this year and that after everything that's happened over the last few years with Maradona does it not feel like it would be fitting if this Napoli team didn't just get their first Scudetto since <laughs> Maradona's departure but if they then went and won the European Cup for him and I know that's a long way off but look, this is the moment, isn't it, when we cast our eyes forward to Istanbul. Um, and I do, I, I've gone out and sketched it in my head and I have Man City against Napoli. And then I think there's something about destiny and the moment that I mean, I just feel like it's going to be Napoli's year. It's very weird because normally the, normally the dark horses, or the, 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 the surprise teams, you, you can't quite see them coming at this stage, but it feels like we're something is happening in Naples. You're not the only one here. The bookies have just dropped Napoli. They were at plus 600. They now dropped to plus 350 uh, to win the Champions League. Just an update from the latest mm-hmm. on the bookies odds here. Manchester City plus 225 them. to win it. Bayern Munich plus 300. Napoli are then third favourites to win it plus 350. Real Madrid plus 650. Inter Milan plus 1400. Benfica plus 1400. Chelsea plus 1400. And Milan bottom at plus 1800. Mike? I'm I'm kind of excited just to see some fresh faces. I know there's such an English and Spanish dominance, and rightfully so given the quality of players you've seen in those two leagues over the last decade. But now the, the, the sands are really sifting and shifting. This could be the Champions League year where we see the next generation take over. Look at the teams we're talking about. Gonzalo Ramos with Benfica, Rafael Leal with Milan, Osimhen, Cavada, I'm so excited. And there's a part of me that's rooting for that right side of the bracket to go and take the title. But the experience factor 
of the teams on the left, between Madrid, between Chelsea, between Bayern, you have former Champions League holders. City, not so much, but Pep Guardiola does have experience. I think ultimately that might make a bigger difference once you get to the final against a team like Napoli or any of the teams on the right. Well, just a reminder to everybody out there, the quarterfinals are set in the Champions League. It's Real Madrid, Chelsea, Inter, Benfica, Manchester City, Bayern Munich, Milan against Napoli. You can have all of your coverage brought to you by CBS Sports across our House of Champions. We'll also have the Golazzo Network starting before these quarterfinals take place. And of course, James Benj will be writing all about it. James, where can people follow your great work across social media and also on the website? Yeah, cbssports.com. We've just, I've just filed my power rankings. Hint, um, we've got Napoli top of them and Chelsea very far away at the bottom. Um, and, I mean, there's going to be a lot to do. Um, and, yeah, the Premier League title race to think about as well. So uh, it's going to be a busy time. Um, looking forward to a week off next week. Nice, me too. I am very much looking forward to a week off. Or many people would not call it a week off because i got a game coming up, James. You know, the open invitation's there for you, James, by the way. Mike, you're a bit far away from making that trip, but um, I'm making an appearance in Hamburg, Germany. I'm playing a testimonial game for FC St. Pauli. One of my former teammates, Jan-Philipp Kalla, who retired during COVID. So this is the first opportunity we've had to get back out on the glorious pitch that is called the Millen Tour. You know, we should have about 10,000 fans turn up for the game. you know, see how big the drop-off's been. Oh. <laughs> hey, listen, they've been asking I mean, me how long do you think you're good for. I said, yeah. I'm good for a good 14, 15 minutes. Did you ever see the clip of, I, I want to, I'm going to, if I'm libeling Ray Parler here, I'm sorry. But I think it was Ray Parler in an Arsenal testimonial or an Arsenal charity game a few years ago, came on. Did his hamstring within three minutes straight <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's brilliant. Never, ever do that. I know they're for a phenomenal course, so it's great that you are. But I feel yeah, like there's yeah. only embarrassment awaits one player <laughs> in those testimonial games. <laughs> Yeah, Mike, go on, uh, you comment before I add. Yeah, no, I was just saying, hey, congratulations on the call-up. This is something, former players, this is kind of your reward for the time you spent in. And just for our viewers and for us, is there any way to be able to tune in? Is there a stream or anything we can catch? There's many people been asking, actually, about the stream. I don't know, because normally testimonial games, you want people to turn up rather than sit at home and watch the game, because obviously the the proceedings then go to the player and his family. So I'm really hoping that that's okay. And James, to update you, I've been training for eight weeks to try and get myself ready for this. After about four weeks, I picked up a a stiff neck and back, therefore also picked up vertigo. So for the past four weeks, I've been really struggling, and the hamstrings are getting tighter (laughs) the closer I get to this game. But uh, uh, now, listen, uh, I want to wish everybody, obviously, a great weekend. James, where are you going this weekend? Obviously, I'm going to the Emirates. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, big game, though. Big game now. Massive game, well, but big game for Palace as well. I have no idea yeah. why they've just sat Patrick Vieira. Especially at this time right now, ahead of that game. Why would you do it ahead of that game? <laughs> I mean, by God as well. If you want to, like, rile up the Arsenal supporters. I mean, everyone, everyone, we were sort of talking to people on the way out last night. And they're all going. God, it would be absolutely rubbish if we, if our Arsenal, well, you know, the Arsenal fans are saying if if Arsenal uh, cost Vieira his job. But by God, now you've just unleashed the the fury of these Arsenal supporters who are going to make Palace pay 
for uh, sacking Patrick Vieira. Uh, I just wonder if any of the players are going to be fit enough to actually make it happen on the pitch. Michael, I heard you got anything MLS related? Um, uh, yes, Austin FC on the road this weekend. Big matchup for them against Houston Dynamo FC. First Texas Derby. But I'm going straight to my local. Starting here, I've got two locals, one in Austin and my second local in San Antonio. Just going to go kind of shut the brain off a bit, enjoy the Champions League tie, Europa League tie, and watch some footy starting today, Friday Night Football. Dude, that's a hell of a trek between your locals, one in Austin, one in San Antonio. How long is the journey between your two locals? It's an hour 15, you know? (laughs) (laughs) It's it's Texas. That's close to Texas. my country. That's close. Oh, mate, come to Texas, James. You will see. That is like going around the block and back. It is Texas. Yes, that, that is correct. Uh, our Michael does have a truck and a cowboy hat before he goes in between his locals. But uh, thanks, boys. I appreciate you. Just an update to everybody out there. The Champions League quarterfinals draw is set. Real Madrid, Chelsea, Inter against Benfica, Manchester City, Bayern, Milan against Napoli. The Europa League draw is also set. It is Manchester United against Sevilla, Juventus, Sporting Lisbon, Bayer Leverkusen, and Florian Wurz. Yes, James Bench has a man crush on him. Union Saint Gilroy will be their opponent. And then, of course, Feyenoord against Roma. Uh, thanks for all the great work to our talent out there. Uh, Nigel Rio Coker, Fabrizio Romano, Jonathan Johnson, Michael Hood, and James Benj. Uh, what a great team we have here at House of Champions. And don't forget, we will have you covered all across the Champions League, the Europa League, the Conference League at CBS Sports. House of Champions will be right there. We also have the Galato Network starting on April 11th, and you will be covered. So don't have to leave your seat. Sit and enjoy all the action. But before then, have a great weekend. Enjoy the international break. That includes you, James Bench. Make sure you switch off for a minute and enjoy some time off. I will be in Hamburg enjoying probably pulling my hamstring. But I want to thank everybody out there for listening to House of Champions. Take a minute to leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you listen to your podcasts. Also available as video, so subscribe to us on YouTube. We will see you once again next week, everybody. Thanks. Enjoy the weekend. New CBS Monday. NCIS is back. We need all hands on deck. So grab your gear. NCIS! And join our elite team. What are the charges? Murder. New cases to be solved. Double tap to the chest. Same caliber as the murder weapon. And new criminals to catch. That's the bomb maker. Where's the bomb? A new NCIS. Monday, 9, 8 central. On CBS. And streaming on Paramount+. Plus.